give you little excerpts from what God has given me. Let God have his way. There's a word from the Lord. Perhaps it flows right into what God has to say. There are two powerful passages of scripture that we're going to lift up for you today. Proverbs 27, verse 17, reading from the New Living Translation. And Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 and 10, uh, from the New Living Translation. Amen. Thank God for the mighty move of God. And the devil in hell tells you the church is dead, tell them the devil is a liar. Amen. That only comes from folk who want the church to be dead. <laughs> but God said he's doing something like he's never done before. Proverbs 27, 17. As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Anybody around you that make you worse is not your friend. God. Hmm. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, 9 and 10. Two people are better off than one, but they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, then the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Amen. We thank God for the reading and the hearing of God's word. Before you sit down, reach over and catch someone by the hand. This is this message for this special service today. Two words that God has given us for the message today on this fifth Sunday in September of the year 2018. Hold those hands and look at someone and say, Better together. That's what we want to talk about. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Better together. In this age and in this time of self-centeredness, self-promotion, independence, independent spirits, folk that think that they don't ever need anybody else I've come to rain on your parade tell you you've been listening to the wrong folk any spirit that speaks to you tell you you're just fine all by yourself you don't need anyone to help you you can make it by yourself that is not the spirit of the Lord but there are very few things in life more significant to one's well-being than that of a genuine friend and a loving family. May I say that again? There's very few things that will be there for you as a loving family and a genuine friend. Now, note I did not say all family members. Amen. You're talking about a loving, caring family. I did not say all friends. 
And I know in 2018, in which we measure our popularity by how many folk friend us on social media, I've come to declare that ain't, excuse the grammar, real friendship. Cousin Helen, I see you there from First Nazareth. Always good to see you, baby. That is not real friendship. A whole lot of folk friend you on social media for no other purpose than to get in your business and try to make you look bad. And folk, everybody don't need to be in your business. There are some folk that do not need to be your friends. Listen, Bishop Desmond Tutu, the renowned South African religious leader, great powerful human rights activist, is quoted as saying, and I quote, you don't choose your family. He says, Bishop Tutu says, they are God's gift to you, and you are to them. Amen. God gives us gifts. One of those gifts God gives us is a caring, loving family. There's another wonderful quote by Thomas Aquinas, 13th century Italian scholar, priest, great theologian, particularly of the Roman Catholic faith, Thomas Aquinas has this wonderful quote that says, there is nothing on earth more to be prized than that of true friendship. True friendship, not fake friends. <laughs> not folk that just sit by you on Sunday. Everybody that sit by you on Sunday, not your friend. Everybody that works with you is not your friends. Everybody that goes to lunch with you is not, oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Everybody that whispers other folks' business in your ear is not your friend. The old folk used to tell me a long time ago, dogs that bring bones take bones. Y'all don't know anything about that, do you? So I, I've come to the realization that folk that bring me gossip on other folk gossip about me, Okay. That's why you don't entertain such foolishness. Preach, Pastor Jackson. Proverbs chapter 17 and verse 17, a very familiar scripture, easy to memorize because it's 1717. Proverbs 17 and 17 simply says this, that a friend loves at all times. Folk that can't be with you when you're broke, are not your friends. Folk that cannot walk through the valleys with you, they are not your friends. Folk that when you're down and out, lose your number and don't know how to get in touch with you, they are not your friends. Folk that are only with you when you can give them something, they are not, oh, help me, your friends. Real friends love you when you're broke, when you're sad, love you when you don't have anything to give them. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Amen. You, you, you call it what you want. I told the church this morning, I don't care what you call it. They've got all kind of words, all kind of words in the vernacular to call folk who are your associates. Some call them dogs, homeboy, homegirl, whatever you call them. But don't call them a friend, okay? In fact, you ought to reserve the term friend for somebody who go through stuff with you. 
If you got new people in your life, tell them, I, I'm not going to call you friend yet. Just, just, just wait until I go through the worst time of my life and you still show up. When I don't have to ask you for anything, when you sense I need something and you just give it to me. <laughs> Can I preach to somebody? That's what a real friend do. Real loving family sticks by people throughout the end. Amen. No, no matter how bad it gets, they, they stick by. They will have your back. People who are your friends, people that are that close to you, you, you don't have to ask them to cover my back. They have it and you sometimes don't even know it. Preach Pastor Jackson. <laughs> now I know there are people that would tell you, oh, that's not necessary. I'm all right. I've made it on my own. I can do this by myself. But people who usually say that are usually the most loneliest people of all. People who say that are people that really are seeking something better. And what we've come to realize that we've Put our trust in things and people who are not trustworthy. I need to preach. Have you ever been, here's how David put it, I was wounded in the house of a friend. Have you ever been hurt by somebody you thought loved you? Been just, I mean, and then you, you just realize that, okay, I got this now. I, I understand the relationship. As long as you understand the relationship, it's all right. It, it's, it's when you mistakenly think somebody will always be there for you until times turn and, and they get a different agenda. Hey, help me, Holy Ghost. But real true friendship on this family and friends day, true loving family members are those who cover you. Ooh. No matter what. I've got some scriptures down the road that I want to share with you on that. However, uh, but the thing that we've got to understand this is that the enemy will never want you to believe this. But I have come to the realization, even though I'm not a behavior scientist, and there are those in this church who are, Dr. Eric Williams and others, and you, you specialize in that. But, but I, I have figured this much out in my own life that I am better when I am with someone who loves me and a part of something uh, that builds me up. Church family, your family, whatever it is, when, when a small group of friends, when, when you are with somebody, when you are part of something that builds you up, that's when you know that I can make it because I am not by myself. Any witnesses in here? Somebody ought to just put those hands together and look at somebody and say, we are better together. With that, I want to share these two scripture references because we've already had church this morning. But, I, but there's something important in here because on Tuesday night, we're going to have a different kind of service. Oh, you don't want to miss that. Look at somebody and say, prayer still works. <laughs> so that's what we're going to talk about Tuesday night. But tonight... Today, these scripture references, the two of them, both written by King Solomon, two different uh, inspirational books that are in the Bible, often called the poetic books of the Bible, Proverbs and Ecclesiastes. Solomon, who was the wisest man to have ever lived, you know Solomon, the son of David, the one who God gave the privilege of asking for anything in the world. 
and I'll give it to you. Solomon asked God for wisdom so that he could lead God's people. And so God did. He gave him wisdom. And throughout the pages of the poetic books of the Bible, particularly the Songs of Solomon, Ecclesiastes, and Proverbs, you see the writings of King Solomon. You see him take nuggets. You see him have subject matters and, and, and just bless not only those of his day, but mankind throughout the world. Such is the case in Proverbs chapter 27. Solomon shares a few insightful words concerning life, family, and friendship. In verse 1, he admonishes us and admonishes those not to live a life bragging about what you have, but he particularly says about tomorrow. In other words, there are so many people, and I, and I know we, we live in the age where with one click, one phone in your hand, you can promote everything about your life. You can tell folk every award you ever received. You can tell folk you're going to work, you're coming from work, I'm eating this, I'm eating that, I'm about to go to sleep, I had a good night's sleep, I had a rough night, uh, I got a promotion on the job, folk on my job hate me. You can promote anything with just one click. But Solomon says there is value and there, is, there are benefits in you not being a self-promoter. Can I preach this? And I know this is hard in 2018. He said there, because, of the, can, can I share something with you? I just want to be frank and share something with you. Someone who, when, when Facebook stuff started out, I was on it, 5,000 friends in two weeks and doing stuff. And, and then I realized, I can't answer all of this. Folk, just answer it. Just share. I don't even want to know all of this about folk. I, I don't care what you ate last night. I mean, you know, here I am trying to, trying to meditate on something, and my phone going ping, the iPad going ping, and here I look at you at the dinner table with pork chop and collard greens and a greasy mouth, and I'm going, why is that relevant to my life? People <laughs> ain't going to like me after this, okay? And, and so... What, here's what Solomon wants us to know. There is some value. There are benefits in allowing other folk to talk about your accomplishments. That's what he says in verse number two. He tells us in verse number two, let others brag on you. And I said to the church this morning, it has to be a sorry team that the players have to be the cheerleaders. Amen, somebody. If the players have to be, if the only people in the stand watching you play are your family members and people who wish they weren't there and the only folk cheer for you, you yourself and other people with a vested interest, then that tells you something. Amen, somebody. But the, the, the strength of your life is when other folk see your good works and glorify your father is in hell. You, you, you don't have to be your own promoter. You don't have to be your own validator. God said, I raise up folk that don't even know you that will validate you. And some of you don't even know that there are people out there bragging about you and they're saying good things about you and you don't even know about it. They admire your disposition. They're folk that admire your character from afar off. And you may not ever hear them brag on you, but they may say something like, I admire 
admired how she handled what she went through. I admired how he dealt with what he went through. Lost a mama and a daddy, uh, children acting crazy, but yet I saw them kids still praising God and giving God the glory. God said, I raise up other folk that will validate you uh, before many witnesses. And even when we have no earthly idea, God's got folk, all kinds of folk that are singing the praises of the believers and God gets the glory. See, children of God brag so God can get the glory. I'm not talking about the pseudo fake bragging, but I'm saying when God gets the glory, I thank God. Now the old church had it right, Pastor Bradley. They used to get up and say, give an honor to God. Who See, we <laughs> Oh, see, Jennifer, we don't got so sophisticated. We don't, we don't do that. Giving honor to God who protected me over the dangerous highways. And y'all, I cannot preach it. Thank God for Mother Josephine Anderson and all the rest of giving honor to God who kept me in my right mind. Oh, y'all don't know anything about that because y'all are so full of it that, that, that you never had to go with through it. Giving honor to God who woke me up this morning and then they would go and put food on my table and clothes on my back. Giving honor to God. But we, we don't got so full of ourselves. It's all about us. But God ought to get the glory. When was the last time you gave all honor to God? If you are anybody, if you have done anything, it is because God has been on your side. Can I get a witness? I'll talk about that later. And so, and then I want to drop these other two because these verses are so profound. Verses 5 and 6 in, in Proverbs 27. Listen to what Solomon writes. He, he writes these words. and they, it, it helped me. It's, yeah, because see, we often like to surround ourselves with kisser-uppers. Y'all know what that means, right? We, 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 we surround ourselves with, with what they call, I won't even use the word, some kind of nose that ain't red or black, but it's a different color. But we, 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 we surround ourselves with people who put up with our foolishness and people who know we've lost our mind and still tell you, baby, you look good. No, you don't. That's crazy. Somebody ought to be in your life that got the sense enough to tell you, stop doing that. Can I preach? Somebody ought to be in your life. So Solomon writes this. He writes this in verses 5 and 6. An open rebuke is better than hidden love. Wounds from a sincere friend. Some friends may say things that really hurt you, sincere friends. But it's better than many kisses <laughs> from an enemy. Y'all got a whole lot of kisser uppers that you think are your friends, but they're really your enemies. Because if they really meant you well, they would tell you, baby, you hurting yourself. Stop doing that. So don't believe everybody that kisses up on you. We all need, especially the higher we go in life, or 
greater positions we have in life, we all need folks surrounding us that will speak truth to power, that would just tell the truth all the time. And, and so, so often that is not the case. But a sincere friend, even if they wound you with the truth, is better than the kisses of an enemy. Am I right about it? Then he goes on in verse number 10 and says this. I, I, I really like this verse because, and I told the church this morning, I found a, a new comfort in verse 10. When Solomon writes, never abandon a friend. That's all right, but I really like the latter part of that verse. Either yours or your father's. And here's why I like that, because what Solomon was saying, that there are some ancestral friends that have been friends to your father and your mother and your family that you don't even know. Now, you may not even stay in touch with them, but trust me, uh, there are friends that were friends a long time ago. And what I've realized was that there's some friends of my daddy and my mama that know how to speak truth to me. I was having a conversation just yesterday, and I told the church earlier this morning, and you would appreciate this Mother Marva Diamond with Mother Josephine Hall, okay? I love her, and she lives on Tolliver Street in Little Camden, born in 1925, 93 years old, and she would be speaking at my uncle's homegoing service. Mother Josephine Hall, I got on the phone to talk to her about one thing, and I knew I would stay on there for a while because she had to tell me all, but in the midst of that conversation, she said, Dara, let me tell you about Doja, and let me tell you about June, your uncle who's dead, and let me tell you about your grandmama Sally. There were hard times in our life, but we stuck together, and we we would help each other. And I hanged up the phone. I said, Lord, that's what you meant. That's an ancestral friend who was there for my daddy and my mama, and they got a word for me. Some of y'all need to spend more time with older folk so that they can bless some words of wisdom in your life and stop getting all of this foolishness from folk your age. Can I preach? You need to go over to grandmama's house and aunt's house and mother so-and-so house. You need to spend some time with some older folk and let them tell you about the days when they had to live off cornbread and chicken feet. And let them tell you about the days when the oppressive were on their neck and they knew up above my head I hear music in the air there must be a God somewhere can I preach I got to get up out of here wow but the older I get the more time I like to spend with older folk and and yeah I don't mind the younger folk and folk my age but I like to go way back and the Lord you say let us go back back to our father's praying ground every now and then a soul's been saved touch a neighbor say neighbor let us go back y'all need to find y'all an old friend y'all need to find y'all somebody who's been around for a long time and they can bless you because they don't want nothing from you they just want to be a blessing they don't even want to be like you Can I preach this? I'm almost done. Then Solomon drops down to verse 17. And here's the theme scripture. 
Solomon says, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Anybody in your life that do not make you better do not need to be in your life. Can I preach? If there's anybody in your life that you are worse off when you're around them, if after you leave them, your back hurts, your head hurts, your blood pressure is high, you don't even need to be around them. Come on, somebody. Tell them I'll pray for you, but I can't hang around you. Life is too short. I need somebody that's going to help me feel better. I, can I preach the song? Who am I preaching to? Real friends make you better, not worse. Amen. Why? Because the only way you can sharpen iron is with iron. Friendship sharpens each other. And we become better when we sharpen each other. And here's the last scripture reference. The book of Ecclesiastes chapter 4 verses 9 and 10. Powerful words. Solomon picks up the same theme but in a different writings, different books. Proverbs, the 31 nuggets that he talks about, Ecclesiastics, or a little more detail about a subject matter. And so he talks about the value of being together. And he writes in verse number 9 and 10, two people are better off than one, for they help each other succeed. That's why you need to be in men's ministry. That's why you need to be in women's ministry, in a Sunday school class. That's why you need to be with somebody else. I feel for folk that all they do is come to church by themselves and go home. They ain't got nobody to pray for them or pray with them. And you can be missing for two months and you get mad at the church and say, nobody called me because nobody knows you. Because you're not connected to anything. If you cut off something that that's connected, don't tell me. I won't miss my arm if it's cut off. Why? Because it's connected to something. If you're connected to something greater than yourself, that when the enemy comes upon you, somebody else will be standing in the gap for you. Can I preach? Two people are better off than one. For they can help each other succeed. Verse number 10 says this. If one person falls... The other can reach out and help. But listen to this. But someone who falls alone whew, is in real trouble. My heart goes out for folk. I visit hospitals. You all have to. My heart goes out for folk who suffer by themselves. Don't have anybody come and check on them. Ah, that's why we need each other. Two key points in this passage of Scripture, verses 9 and 10, and then we're done. Point number one is this, and I need you to help me proclaim this. Grab someone by the hand. This is the first key point. In life, I got somebody to say, in life, no one succeeds on their own. Baby, if you have made it, if you are making it, if there are degrees on your walls, somebody prayed for you, had you on their mind. Some aunt in Greeleyville and Walterboro and somewhere in the low country and the upstate, somebody prayed for you. 
somebody who did not have the privilege of matriculating to institutions of higher learning but knew how to get on their knees and say father bless my granddaughter and here you are, you thought you were lucky because you passed that class. No, baby, you weren't lucky. There were some prayers that were made on your behalf. Ooh, help me, Holy Ghost. Somebody had you on their mind, took the time to pray for you. Somebody ought to jump to your feet and give God a Holy Ghost holler for everybody who's ever been in your life that helped you succeed. Don't you forget about mama. Don't you forget about grandmama. Don't you forget about that aunt and that uncle. Woo! As you remain standing, here's the second and the last observation. First observation is simply this. In life, no one succeeds on their own. I've got sense enough to know I had some help. Paul writes, having therefore obtained help from God, I continued until this day. And here's the second and the last one. Catch someone by the hand and say, in life, no one recovers on their own. Yes, baby, if you've ever gotten up after you fell down, it's because somebody helped you. Can I pray? Can, can, can I proclaim this? If you've ever been knocked down and got back up, if you've ever lost some things and got it back, if you've ever been forgotten about and reclaimed, if you've ever been restored, it's because somebody was there to help you. Ooh, I know you're bad. I know you got all kind of stuff going on. But I thank God for folk that when I fell flat on my back, did not give up on me. I thank God for old mothers in the church who pleaded the blood of Jesus over all of my foolishness. When I was acting crazy, about to lose my mind, never wanted to listen to my daddy. Thank God for folk who pleaded the blood of Jesus. And when I fell flat, they were right there to help me get up. Somebody ought to give God a hand because you had some help. Cross the aisles and touch two people and say, I had some help. I had some help. Tell them you had some help. Come on, Zion. You had some help. God has been good to you. God put people in your life at the right time to help you go through everything you were going through. And now, when I think of his goodness and all he's done for me, my soul cries out. Come on, come on. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God, I hate to bother you, but cross the aisles and touch two people, say we need each other, say we're better together, say I need you, you need me, say I need you, you need me, we need each other, the devil is a liar, we are better together. Pray for you. You pray for me. Watch God change things in 
know that when I pray for you, you will pray for me. God will change things. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Make your way to this altar. Leave your seat. Change that song. Come on. God is about to change things. Watch God change things. Ooh. He does it because we pray for each other. Ooh. I know the enemy tells you you can make it by yourself. But the enemy wants you to be alone because it's easy to attack you when you are alone. Ooh. But I declare and decree that on this day, God is about to change some things in your life. Ooh. Come on, Francis, quiet, bless it. Be blessed, my sister. Yeah. Wherever. Let me. Let me speak life. You can. To see you through. Look at somebody and say, you can. One more time. Be blessed, my brothers. Be blessed, my sisters. Listen. Everybody find somebody to encourage. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Let me encourage you. Let me speak life. You can. To see you through. Ah, yeah, yeah, you can. Saying, I'm gonna keep on. You might be hurting, you might crying. And frustrated too. Thank you, choir. Let me speak. Ah. Speak life to somebody. Come on, grab somebody by the hand so you can depend on God. Tell them you can. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'ma keep on praying. Look at somebody and say, pray. I'm going 
on somebody else. Tell them. I'll pray for you. Now put your arms around you somebody. Watch God. Watch God Thank you, Francis. Yeah. Ooh, hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all need each other. You pray for me. Watch God. Everybody know God can change things. Tell them, I pray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, watch God. God is changing some things right now. In fact, He's already changed it. I pray. It's already done. You pray. That's right, you pray. Watch God. Listen right now. As we put our arms around somebody better together. I don't care what you're going through. You're not going through it by yourself. God's got some praying angels praying for you. Folk whose names you don't even know. God's got some folk asking him to turn your situation around. Why? Because they know we're better together. God is going to use iron to sharpen you. And God will put people in your life that will make you better. 
Now, in order for God to do that, you must first get rid of some things that are already there. Some people that are already there. And God said, I'll put some new people in your life. I'll put some fresh people in your life. I'll put somebody in your life who don't want to tear you down. But trying to build you up. Watch God change things. Close those eyes right now to those of you that are viewing by way of internet. To those of you that are listening by way of radio. We're touching and agreeing. We're declaring that we're in this together. Ooh, uh, uh, two are better than one. He says that when, when, when one succeeds, it's because we've had help from somebody else. A woe is the man who falleth and is all alone. That person is in real trouble. We declare and decree today, Lord, that we're not alone that you are by our side, that you are placing other people in our lives that will help carry our burdens. Thank you for true friendship, genuine friends. Thank you for loving, caring family members. Thank you for folk that have our back when nobody else is there. Thank you, Lord, for reminding us that we are not alone that there's always somebody. You know how to disperse angels from heaven. Ah, I've heard the scripture say, even be careful how we entertain strangers, not knowing we may be entertaining angels in disguise. You've allowed strangers to come and bless us. Folk that we didn't even know. Thank you for what you're doing, what you have done, uh, thank you for all your many blessings. Encourage someone today, someone perhaps who feel all alone, someone who feel as if I have no friends, I have no family members. Let us remind them that there is one friend that sticks closer than a brother. Woo. Let us remind them that they've got a friend and his name is Jesus. Thank you for being the best friend ever. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for always being there for us during our darkest hour. And now we give you the glory. We give you the praise. This is our prayer. In your name we pray and give thanks. And those who know it is already done, help us say amen. Help us from the depths of your belly, praise God. Come on in. Praise God. Look at somebody and say, God is changing things. If you want to make that commitment to the Lord this morning, if you want to make that commitment to something greater than yourself, come on, stand at this altar. I want to meet you right here. Come on, you want to commit to the kingdom, watch God. If you want to commit to the kingdom, watch God right now. God's doing, come on, young man. Thank you, young man. Look at God. Watch God. Others are coming right now. Stand right here. Come on. Thank you. Look at God. You pray. 
something last month or so God has changed the focus God said this is about kingdom membership not Bible way membership I, I, I told the leaders just a couple weeks ago God says we're not concentrating on members we want people who want to be a part of the kingdom so if, if you want kingdom citizenship if you want something greater than yourself and and the enemy has told you that there's nobody in your life the devil is a liar Thank God for all of these right here who are signing up for kingdom citizenship. Come on, anybody else, you can come right now. You can come right now. If you're here, God's doing something right now. We want to give you an opportunity if you're here. Amen. Amen. Everybody point your hands this way. Lord, we bless you. Lord, on behalf of you, we accept them as kingdom citizens. Thank you, Lord. For eye has not seen or ear has not heard. In Jesus' name, amen. Clap those hands and celebrate as they take them back. Thank you. you God's doing something. Watch God. Yeah, yeah.